We're going to talk about um, how the brain works um, with cancer and the, and the chromosomes. Uh, also, how the gut works. Tina's going to fill us in a little bit about that. We're going to um, hopefully have a little look at her book uh, that I was reading this morning, Delicious Medicine, The Healing Power of Food, an amazing book, how so uh, many foods um, can help cancer and prevent cancer. All right, so we'll touch on that a little bit if we can. So we're going to bring uh, on Tina just after this. Align mind, body, and soul. Real health Align mind, body, and soul. Real health Hey, Tina, how are you? Good morning, Sass. I'm really well. Thanks. How are you? Lovely. Thank you. It's lovely to see you. For the telomeres, I learned this um, about a couple of years ago. Um, as you know, the telomeres actually is part of the chromosomes. The chromosomes is the, uh, the DNA. It's the one that, um, that decide um, how long your cancer cells are going to last. So when you go through cancer, I was speaking to my oncologist um, a while ago, and she was saying, well, Mrs. Edwards, we don't know what causes cancer. And she said, well, in fact, we do. She said, it's the chromosomes that divide and then become abnormal. They're not supposed to divide uh, so much and they become abnormal and this creates cancer. Um, and if you have this over many, many years, as you get older, then you have cancer, which has probably been there for a while and creates tumors. So when I said to her, so how do we stop this from dividing? She said to me, well, you can't really, because there are so many factors that uh, cause the, the division of these chromosomes. It could be um, like perfumes. We use perfume in everything on the shower gel, deodorant, perfume, perfume when you wash your, your clothes. We have so many chemicals on our body today. It could also be um, things like uh, pollution. So you're not on your own when it comes to pollution. You can't get rid of that on your own. There are some things which are in your power there's some things which are not. Uh, and there are so many factors, smoking, obviously, passive smoking, if you're people who, who do that a lot, um, stress factor, okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And the list goes on and on and on. So it was a bit frustrating. I said to myself, um, Sass, take back the power. There, there is something that you can do. Uh, and we're going to talk about that just in a second when I explain uh, how the telomere um, is impacted by yoga. So the telomeres is important to have the right length, the right lifespan of the telomeres. If it's too short, okay, the telomeres, then it's going to die very quickly. If it's too long, then it's not good either. You've got to have the right lifespan on your chromosome for it to be beneficial, okay? Um, and they, there was a study done, and it said that when you do meditation and yoga, or praying, people who pray, then the telomeres are lengthened just a little bit. Okay, they did a study of people who didn't do that, people who did, and they saw that the lifespan of telomeres was a bit longer, and therefore uh, the, the cells, because it's directly impacted by the, the blood cells, cells last a bit longer. Not too long. Cells are meant to live and die, right? But if it dies too soon, then it's not good. If it's too long, then the body's going to see it as... Um, um, an attack, uh, something that's wrong in a body, and it, the antibodies start attacking it. 
you've got to get the right lifespan. So yoga, meditating, or praying is absolutely vital when it comes to having the right lifespan of your telomeres, which will impact directly your chromosomes, stop the division, and your blood cells will uh, have the right length, okay? In the past, people used to um, go to church or whatever religion or faith belief. They used to go and they used to talk uh, to someone, the priest or, or, the, or the pastor or whatever, and they talk about their problems and they feel appeased when they, leave, when they left that place. They felt at one, okay? And so that helped them to find peace. It was a form for them of meditation. Find peace, what's going through their, their lives, their mind, and to really just let go. And they would do that every single Sunday. And they were taught to pray before going to bed. Okay, whether you believe it or not, just prayed because you were taught that. And somehow to find peace, I was taught that, right? Um, and then as time went on, people stopped going to church. They stopped, uh, they stopped praying. They stopped um, all sorts of things. It became very, very modern. Okay, which meant... Um, before going to bed, you will watch TV. Okay, TV going to play. We've got the smart TV, smartphone, we've got drinking, we've got all these together, these things combined with, uh, with junk food that finding time to pray, to meditate, to do yoga is like, I don't have the time, right? It sounds familiar. I went for that as well. Trying to find the time. In fact, you have the time to do things that you want to do <laughs> and things that you don't want to do, funnily enough. You have excuses. We all have that, right? But it takes uh, a little bit of um, a change, a shift in your, your way of living, in your daily routine, to get directly into the routine of when you wake up, the first thing you do is meditate. Meditating could be um, breathing, slowly taking some deep breaths, focusing on your body. For some people, it could be praying and giving thanks to God, to the universe, for being alive again, for opening your eyes again. Everyone's gonna find the word which suits them, it's okay, but the idea is that you do it, okay? And you find time every single day. Begin with five minutes, if you like, okay? Then you'll be 10 minutes, I do about an hour. And the, and the cat goes back because he wants to eat. And I'm like, shh, <laughs> busy. So find time every single day to find peace, uh, with yourself, to connect with yourself. Before connecting with your cell phone or connecting with, um, you know, Facebook or all these things, connect with yourself, feel that one, feel appeased, and you'll see you're going to help your body. Studies have been done which shows that this wards off cancer. Cancer is provoked by things like stress, stress which will give physical symptoms to the body, and these physical symptoms will then trigger off uh, those cancer cells okay that is so important to remember we need to do this together because there are people out there now during this um, this confinement period who pulled together you notice right they pulled together and started doing group activities which is great group meditation which i'll do one soon um groups um gym sport yoga um group 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 you see that people are not made to live alone they want to group together there's no stopping us and get together and do this. If you want to meditate together with someone, that's fine, as long as you don't talk, okay? But you might feel more comfortable. You want to do yoga with someone like Tina Martina and myself, join us every Wednesday just here in Mindset Movement Group, 
where we do uh, online yoga just for you. And it's very soft, okay, especially for me. All right, now Tina, I want to give you the microphone and you want to tell us a little bit more about uh, the gut and everything. Um, and I want, I'd like to touch a little bit on your book because I think there's so many interesting foods um, to ward off cancer and if you have cancer, to, to kill it. Amazing. Yes, and you brought up a very important um, point just now, Sass, and that's something that I want to really drive home is that you are in control of your health for the most part. Now, back a long time ago, we used to think that genetic cancer was 20 to 30% of cancer cases, genetic cancer. Okay, you still have some control on genetics. If you take better care of yourself, then obviously your genetics are going to be better. So just because your family has a history of cancer, it doesn't mean that you're destined to experience that. And meditation, prayer, centered prayer, uh, thoughtfulness, mindset, mindfulness, all of it plays more of a role than people give credit. And so now we know that genetic cancer is only two to 3% of cases. So very small amount of cancer is actually genetic. What does that tell us? That tells us that, gosh, 95 to 97% of cancer is environmental. And so we have a lot of control on that. And the brain and the gut are intimately connected. And I don't think we realize that enough either in that how we think affects everything. It affects our health. It affects the way our life plays out. So yes, you do have control. There are many things that you can do no matter what you're facing. And so growing the beautiful garden in the gut and having that flourishing microbiome is one of the key components. And we're knowing more and more about that as the research deepens. And we're really seeing the results of putting a proper nutrition program into place. And so uh, the microbiome you're hearing a lot about right now and telomeres are a hot topic too. And I don't think we present that they're connected intimately enough. So you've started with the brain sass and being a mindset coach, you know, people can get a lot of results just by changing their thinking. Now imagine changing your thinking and your chemistry. Wow. I mean, that's really powerful stuff. So putting a lot of processed foods in. I think a lot of this is common sense, but people often will say, wow, I really didn't realize how much of an impact alcohol, uh, refined sugars, processed flowers, and things of that nature really damage the garden that is in our stomachs or in our gut. Now, there's actually four sections or four divisions of the gut or the digestive system. And so as we take the food into our mouth and we want to focus on foods, of course, that are very high in phytonutrients and of uh, the foods that I talk about in my book, when we're putting all of that good, powerful stuff in and our stomach is operating at optimal function, and that's another key, 
is really making sure that the digestive tract is efficient and effective, then the food goes into the mouth, the enzymes in the saliva start to break the food down as we chew or masticate with the teeth. The tongue plays a very important role. So looking at the tongue and seeing a thick white coating over the tongue, that lets us know that absorption has been compromised. And so scraping the tongue, and they do have tongue scrapers, comes from Ayurvedic medicine. It comes from India primarily. And so we begin at the mouth or at the health of the mouth. And if we have teeth that are decaying, uh, this again is poison in the system. The scraping of the tongue, we're actually not wanting to swallow that. We wanna scrape it off and clean the scraper and rinse our mouth thoroughly. Our dogs are really good at this. If you watch a dog drink water, they lap up backward. And what that does is it not only hydrates and brings water into the digestive tract, but it also rinses the mouth thoroughly. So a good tip is to rinse our mouth regularly throughout the day. And just doing that with plain good quality water starts the function of the clean enzymes coming from the tongue and underneath the tongue going into the esophagus as we eat the food, these enzymes are activated and then the food is dumped into the cardia. Now that's the top of the stomach and the acids in the cardia now begin to play a role with the enzymes and we begin seeing the pulling out of the nutrients and the breaking down of the food so that the body can have maximum absorption. What matters most is not only putting the good foods in, the clean foods in, vegetables, fruits, high quality fibers, things of this nature with plenty of good quality liquids like our fresh pressed juices and water, herbal teas and things like that. So once that whole process begins in the cardia, then the food continues down and all kinds of processes are taking place. That's why during digestion, we should rest. We should not be exercising or moving around too much right after we eat because that disrupts all the energy that needs to go to the digestive tract because digestion is a big deal. It burns calories. It, it really takes a lot of energetic force to have it done correctly. So you eat and then you rest or, you know, maybe just a gentle walk, something of that nature, if you'd like to aid digestion, but we don't want to stir the body up too much in that hour after we've eaten. Some can take as long as 90 minutes. Knowing your biological nature that you come into this life with, how you are born, everybody has two body types, and I'm an endomorph. In India, it's called kapha, the slow-moving cow, and so my digestion is very, very slow. 
and it takes a long time for my body to really use up the food. So we want to take things like that into consideration. I had a question. Um, so you're talking about for at least an hour, we need to allow the body to digest and not yes. and about. So people who are walking and having their lunch at the same time, like um, haven't got time for lunch, so they go and, and get a, a hot dog and they're walking and drinking their, their soda. This is not healthy. There's a lot of confusion going on there. And that is an excellent point, Sass, because yes, okay, I'm thinking about, and, and for one thing, uh, a hot dog would not be our best choice because it's on a white flour, high gluten, uh, conventionally raised, pesticides, inflammatory, and then the nitrates and the nitrites in the dog itself are compromising colon function and really set us up big time for colon cancer. So that food uh, combined with a soda, let's say, so nine teaspoons minimum of conventionally uh, raised and processed white sugars. So, wow, the body's just saying, what is going on? My brain's on fire because all this sugar's going in. My blood sugar is jetting through the roof and then it's crashing just as quickly. The dog, yes, will give us a little bit of protein and that's great to slow that sugar action down. But you're walking, so your body's thinking about take a step, take a step, muscle contraction, muscle release, uh, breathing, the lungs. It's just too much going on. So please sit down and eat whatever you're eating and um, enjoy what you're eating at that time. And then if you've only got a short amount of time, eat peacefully take a break for a moment, drink a couple sips of water, and then a very mild 10 to 15 minute walk would be the, um, you know, the best thing to do. And as you can see, we're doing one thing at a time. We're letting the body send the proper messages from the brain to the gut, and then moving forward with a little bit of movement to aid in digestion. I think we have a question here. Shaga is a very powerful mushroom. And mushrooms, Pam, that's an excellent question and an excellent way to really start the day and start the digestive processes. Mushrooms have a lot of beautiful things going on with them as far as creating powerful enzymes once they are in the gut. So mushrooms are one of the best ways to grow a beautiful garden in our microbiome, releasing a lot of the toxic materials that come from animal proteins by using high fiber vegetables. And that is very beneficial. Now, not everybody has to be vegan. And so I'm glad that we're talking about choosing good quality uh, wild-caught salmon and things of this nature that don't dump the toxins into the system because then the body becomes, you know, really alarmed and it's having to go into kind of that survival mode where 
oh, I've ingested a bunch of conventionally raised chicken that's injected with hormones. They're not fed properly. Often they're fed back chicken that's been ground up and chickens are vegetarian by nature. They are not cannibals. And so this is how viruses get out of control because we mishandle animals. Factory farming has got to come to an end. It's damaging the planet and it's damaging our health big time. So now the, the food is moving through and let's go ahead and jump ahead to the small intestines where now the absorption has begun. Out, you can eat perfectly, everyone. And I know that all of our food and fitness lovers out there are really connected to nature or making that effort to connect back to real food. Foods perhaps that you've even grown in your own yard. And you know I have big gardens and I also work out on an organic farm. So uh, really choosing those great high phytonutrient plants and the fiber in the plants that help clean the walls of the intestines. I want us to remember that the intestines run on three things. This is a big point right here. The intestines needs water. It, it needs to be hydrated. The stomach needs to be hydrated. So when we become dehydrated, our esophagus tightens down. There's not enough saliva in our mouth to produce those enzymes and aid in the digestion. So dehydration is really crucial to avoid on many different levels. Out the hydration of the intestines and stomach, the fiber to move the food through and keep the walls of the intestines and the stomach exercised. So fiber is like lifting weights for the muscles, but for the internal system. So we've got soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. That's the hard, undigestible part of the plant that actually acts like a broom and sweeps the walls of the intestines, maximizing absorption. Insoluble fiber is very important. The second component of fiber is soluble fiber. Now this is fiber or parts of the plant. Chia uh, seeds are a great soluble fiber because they puff up with water and become gel. And that's what soluble fiber is. It becomes gel. It keeps the intestines and the stomach hydrated and it helps to push the toxins through the intestines, large and small, and move the elimination process out and that removes the toxins. So we've got to have water, two kinds of fiber and movement. So gentle yoga, walking, riding the bike, things of this nature actually exercise the little viscally inside of the intestines, the little fingers that move everything through and give us that great bowel movement. And that is so important. Sass, you and I were talking about spent estrogen on Saturday. Yes. And that is another important fact. So, okay, let's get everyone writing down the hydration, 
two kinds of fiber and exercise to help the digestive tract at optimal function. Now, we have hormones that come through the hormone receptors and once they're used up and they've served their purpose, they can hang around and become malignant. And that's a lot of how hormonal cancers like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, prostate cancer, and another thing, SAS, that people don't realize a lot is that lung cancer is hormone-based. So that is another hormone cancer. Now, when cancer is driven by hormones, it also is driven by bacteria. Now, that is not talked about a lot. So spent hormone and bacteria bond together and they cause disruption. And so moving everything out on a daily basis as much as possible is crucial for our health and the prevention of cancer. Now, it's wonderful. I'm glad you're at one with this book <laughs> because everything you're saying is exactly what I read this morning. The chia, so Tina was talking about chia uh, and how it's important, you were saying, is a good substitute for... Um, uh, the protein, I think I read that somewhere. Yes, yes. Amino acids are very high. And now, Sass, it's funny that you picked the chia parfait out because that is the number one recipe out of that book. My uh, All oh. the recipes I really worked so hard on and really want them to be able to fit <laughs> into everyone's eating program. And everyone just zeroed in on that chia parfait. <laughs> And I have to tell you, food and fitness lovers, it was one of the number one dishes selected when my cafe was open. Every morning we had a line, the phone would ring off the hook, bring me wow. a chia and a steel cut oat parfait. And what a beautiful way to start the day. Wonderful. Let's have a beautiful smoothie. And then we're talking about the, the phytonutrients. So I noticed these two pages yes. here. Because yeah, um, I refer to this when I want to know, like today I'm going to make asparagus. So when talking about um, cure for ALS, I go straight to the, the benefit site because um, it makes uh, more sense to me. Whereas the sasasapogenin, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. So for people like me, we're going to go straight to what is it good for, the benefits anti-tumor and antidepressant activities, ALS, the cure for ALS you've written. And then you've got some a lot on cancer where you said onions, garlic, leek, shallots. Um, it inhibits growth cells of cancer, protects against stomach and colorectal, uh, colorectal sorry, cancer, and lowers cholesterol. So there's so many uh, foods here which are actually preventing cancer or, or helping reduce those tumors onions, broccoli, apples, red wine. So resveratrol, That's <laughs> I got that right. on my list. We love Not resveratrol sass because it increases longevity, but it also burns belly fat without exercise. Yeah, go, resveratrol. go. <laughs> Ladies, you've got it, you've heard it from the medicine chef herself, the benefits of eating uh, the correct foods, the benefits on your microbiome, uh, your whole gut system, hydration, drink. So do we drink before we eat or during the, I, I, I read something like that 15 minutes before or after. Is there a rule on that, Tina? 
Well, I want you to use your common sense now, food and fitness yeah. lovers. Um, think about your stomach has got a lot of acids and we're talking good acids. Now, it's really important to understand that we need that acidic action to break the food down. Once the food is broken down, if it's the right foods, like the vegetables, fruits, great sources of whole grain, then the blood becomes alkaline. There's That's a lot of confusion there, okay? So people say, oh no, my blood needs to be alkaline or alkaline to prevent cancer. Yes, you're very right, it does. The pH balance is very important, however, we must have that acidic environment to break the food down first so then we can utilize it and the bloodstream becomes alkaline. Um, okay. I want to touch just quickly on, just to wrap it up here, SAS, we hear all about probiotic, don't we? Yes. That's another huge thing. I mean, we're talking telomeres, we're talking microbiome, and now another thing that we hear a lot about, and so what I want to say about the probiotics, they're great, but they don't work unless you have prebiotics. That's it. They go together. Yes. And, and the prebiotic, of course, pre being before. So the prebiotics are found in asparagus. Asparagus oh. is one of the most efficient and effective ways to set up the beautiful garden in our gut and it helps the digestion. But more than anything, the prebiotic sets us up for maximum usage and absorption. And the type of fiber in asparagus is called inulin. Inulin is a very special type of fiber that really does the jobs that we've been describing here in connecting the messaging system from the brain to the gut. And so asparagus, out, I mean, stinky pee, excuse me, everybody, but we know that the urine takes on the smell of a very powerful phytonutrient called camphorol. But you said it first, sarsa sapa genin is uh, the Yep, sarsa sapa genin is very high in asparagus, and it is the cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, or ALS. And the Cintillon Institute, the lab that I have been consulting with, when all of this other stuff is over, we are going to specifically look at these powerful prebiotics specifically found in asparagus and other plants like asparagus. Palm hearts is another example. We don't eat a lot of those in America, but they're very popular in France. They do a palm heart salad and things like this. They also use them in Italy. They contain inulin as well. And so, like I said, the little brooms that clean off the inside of the intestines and really maximize that absorption really are so powerful in the prevention of heart disease, diabetes, managing hormones, and ultimately preventing, treating, and curing cancer. Amen. <laughs> it's Wonderful. all good news. 
It's all good news. It's amazing. Ah, oh, Tina, you are amazing. It's been a pleasure having you here explaining all of this. You guys, you're so lucky to have the medicine chef with more than 30, 40 odd years of experience with nutrition. Okay, so this is so precious to be able to get this news and for free and just for you to be healthy. So now you know it, you need to practice it, guys. Please let us know what you think. Post some comments. Tina, have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow for the yoga. See you tomorrow for yoga. We're going to lengthen telomeres. We're going to lengthen telomeres. Think of that, guys. Even if it's soft yoga, just breathe. Nice and slow movements, breathing. That's all it takes to lengthen telomeres, to ward off cancer. Keep those chromosomes in check. Align mind, body, and soul. Real comfortable. Align mind, body, and soul.